0: Larry and Jane here with us as well. And I'd like Larry to let us know what's going on in their world. If you want to come up here. If you're willing to. (laughs) I, I won't drag you up here.
1: Well, we decided to worship with you today. We've been without a, an assignment with IPM, Interim Pastor Ministries, since last uh, October, so we do have an assignment coming um, in September, where we're going to uh, Berean Church in uh, Torrington, Wyoming. We've been there the last three weekends, and met the folks, and shared the word, and uh, They'd like us to come back, so we're going to do that. Uh, first, first message will be uh, Labor Day Sunday. So um, it's good to be with you. We started with IPM in this place at this pulpit in the Jan- January of 2015, and we're with this wonderful church family for uh, 14 months And then Lee Wants came along and has been serving God and serving you since that time. So that's the brief uh, update on us. We're thankful for each one of you, and we're glad to worship with you this morning.
0: I would ask you, Larry, if you had a verse you're thinking of right now. (laughs) Or a word of encouragement. Pastor
1: Larry. Thank you.
0: Put you on the spot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> one of my go to verses is this one in Psalm 34 and verse 18. And it's appropriate as I've listened to these ann- announcements this morning. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And saves those who are crushed in spirit. That's all of us at some time. It's some of you today. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Keep looking up and know that God's hand is upon his own. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Larry. Well, let's just let's let's pray for them in this ministry in Torrington. Our our heavenly Father, we do come before you. We thank you for Pastor Larry and Jane, and ask your blessing upon them, especially as they they go to Torrington. That you would encourage um, them, and as they minister there, that you would encourage the people and guide and direct them. Uh, to know how to lift these brothers and sisters up in you, Lord, and prepare them to continue to do the work of the ministry, Lord. We thank you for, for them and ask your guidance for them, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to do things just a little different. I'm going to jet out of here and head to Kansas City here briefly. So we're going to worship, which I think is, pro- is, is different, but as I was thinking about it, as we sing these songs, to walk out of this building with encouraged hearts. And, and the songs, the one we sang earlier, I know at least one of the other songs that's coming up, focus our attention on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Right? In the midst of everything, to trust in Him. And so, we've been in Colossians. Would you turn there real quick? Turn to Colossians. And we're not going to spend our time there. I, I just was thinking a lot this week. I, I did my studies on Tuesday and was, it was going over Colossians chapter 2. And, and as I was going over Colossians chapter 2, I, I, I loved um, the verse where it talks about how we see that it is all about the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, we do not submit ourselves in verse 20 uh, to the world's way of thinking and to the old law we're not saved by works we're not saved by the Jewish law we're not saved by any of that but we're saved by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in verse 17 just as you you look at it we we The old law, the things that they had done in the Old Testament were a shadow of the things to come. And they were pointing to Jesus. And there's a lot of shadows of things to come. There's another phrase in Colossians where it's the same phrase that talks about it. But a shadow is like when you're walking along down maybe a moonlit road even. You can see your shadow. You're not there yet. But the shadow is saying, hey, I'm about there, right? Something better's coming. That something better is Jesus Christ, and He's saying, hey, you don't need anything else. Um, I forget what Sunday school class uh, I was in, but we were going through Galatians. Maybe it was Dandy and I when we were doing our personal devotions uh, together in the morning. We were reading through Galatians, very similar to what he has to deal with in Colossians. But then if we go to Philippians, it also is very similar to, to what are, some of the things that we're learning in Colossians. Philippians really is talking about having joy. It talks about rejoice and joy throughout the book of Philippians. And possibly taking this verse a little bit out of context, I couldn't help but think. So I was doing my studies on Tuesday and I was just like, now look at the news, look what's going on, what, what can I do to encourage people, and I feel like I'm going to fall short on that, but the reality is we look forward to the things yet to come as we read in Romans, but now here we could be encouraged, and I want to encourage you that we press on. There's other passages that talk about how we run the race with perseverance, right, Well, in Philippians chapter 3, we find that Paul is talking about he has set aside all of his religious abilities, all of the things that made him who he was before he met Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. That is, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was one of the best out there at this religious, could we say game? Or... He was someone that everyone should have looked up to, right? Even in his zeal to persecute the church. But he goes on to say, that's, that's all rubbish, and I consider it as rubbish. It's, it's nothing, that rubbish is a dung heap, okay? Not just your old, gar, your, your scraps from, I don't know, we picked up some apples and we were peeling them, and you, if you go dump those things in the grass clippings at the Arnold Old Mill Park... Uh, if you leave your windows down, you know what's going to happen? Get back in because you dump it there with the grass, it gets wet, it gets moldy. There's flies everywhere. Okay? So not only is it their garbage, rubbish from your dinner table, the old stuff, but manure and dead animals. And that's the rubbish. He says, all that's rubbish. And so in Colossians and Galatians, why are you guys going back to the rubbish? Christ! Christ is who you need. And for us today, we may not be dealing with legalism, but we're dealing with the world and it's like, oh! But who do we need? We need Jesus. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus. And some of the, so maybe I can bring you down a little bit, make you a little depressed here, Okay. Uh, you know, I was looking through some of the the news things on Tuesday, and then late, I think, Tuesday night, Sarah Phelps said, yeah, in my county, back in California, the camp that her kids went to, the fire was going over it, and it was going into some of her relatives' communities, and they were all evacuating. And I had just read about, uh, or watched a video about how the drought has Even uh, Lake Mead and some of the other reservoirs at historic lows, and so they're struggling. And yet none of that compares to what happened in Haiti, right? 7.2 magnitude earthquake, and I think that was last Saturday night or Sunday morning. And then two days later, it's reported that 30,000 families are homeless because of the earthquake. They have a tropical storm come in called, I believe, Grace. Yeah, Grace hit them. Wow, what a name (laughs) for a tropical storm. Really? Um, Comes in, and so they're out under these blankets in this tropical storm. Praise the Lord, maybe we could say it's God's grace that it wasn't uh, a hurricane. But it was a tropical storm. And so we have that in the news. I mean, we could also go to all the activism that's going on, the the political battles, or this and that, and yada, 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 yay, Pastor Lee, bring us on down, and then we have Afghanistan. And some of the news coming out about believers being persecuted, or even non-believers, those who were associated with the old government or those associated with uh, the West who were possible allies or co-contributors. Or even in the northern region, a place that was taken over before this week where they have uh, basically enslaved all the women from all the homes in a community. And so there's just a lot of depressing news there, brought you down. Then we have our own busy lives, and we have our own heartaches, right? So these events are difficult, and so I thought of this passage in Philippians 3.14. And really, again, it has a lot to do with the Apostle Paul saying, hey, I've... I've All of that stuff that I could do, that I did, it is nothing. And for all of us, we could say, you know, whatever is in the past, you know, if it wasn't for the Lord, of course, it is nothing. But that's not what I'm hanging on to. Even if it was something of eternal significance, we can't live back there saying, hey, this is what I did. I I went to Bible school. I witnessed to this person, or I did that. We can't live in the past. And even for some of us, we don't want to live in the present, right? (laughs) So we have to have our eyes fixed on a goal. And Paul has this goal in mind. And for him, it's to follow and serve the Lord Jesus Christ, including all that he uh, was doing to minister to them. He wanted them to grow in the Lord. But he's pressing towards the prize of the upward call or the goal So I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Forgetting what lays behind, right? Context before. Striving for towards what is ahead he's not gonna just sit in this faith that he has thinking i'm okay everything else is maybe falling apart but i'm okay here in my own little relationship with jesus christ and i don't need to worry about anybody else i don't need to do anything else i'm just right here i'm okay that's not what he's saying right he's pressing on towards what christ has called him to do and that means as not only just for paul but for all of us that we are engaged in this world in which we live, we are engaged in several ways. And so I want to challenge you today to remember what are some key components to our life or reaching this goal of serving Christ in a faithful way. What is my response to what's going on today? Well, we want to see saved souls, those... That would come to Jesus Christ, so simply put saved souls in jesus that that's a goal right as we strive forwards in obedience to Christ and it of course includes prayer so uh, I've struggled in my notes here this week I don 't think any of them are adequate i'd like to jump over to Ephesians 618 through twenty just to remind you of this battle and this spiritual battle it comes over into the physical realm but it starts in the spiritual realm and therefore it's always about prayer who can come to Christ anyone even the worst of the worst and sadly it's not always by the best laid arguments that they come to know Christ thankfully It's not by our work. Right? So in one way, there's some people, you know, it talks about in in Hebrews, I believe, you know, we do all we can as though snatching them from the fire. You know? But yet then we see in Scripture is the work of the Holy Spirit that convicts is the Holy Spirit who is at work in the world today convicting men of sin. But Therefore, one of the greatest things we must strive to do to begin anywhere is to be people of prayer. And so in verse 18, after he talks about the full armor of God, verse 18, "...with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints..." And pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Now Paul did not have a perfect life. He had been beaten. He had been left for dead. He had been stoned and left for dead and yet lived. Right? He had been in prison several times. He was actually, and and you go, you watch some videos today, and and there's people that sometimes try to silence speakers. I think Paul had to deal with that. He had a a, a faction that followed him, Judaizers, who wanted to to stop him from preaching the gospel of God's grace to people. But yet, even Paul, who was willing and able to preach the gospel to many people publicly, even Paul, as well as privately, He even asked them to pray that He would have boldness. And so first here though, we need to pray in behalf that many would come to know Christ as their Savior. We need to pray that His people, our brothers and sisters in Christ, would have boldness. Right? We need to pray That the proclamation, and so I kind of jumped through there. They're kind of similar, you know, as we look. What is the goal? To see saved souls, okay? To see people come to know Jesus, okay? And that involves prayer. That involves, uh, involves us being bold. That involves the persecuted being bold. That involves not just living out the gospel in our lives, not just doing the things that God has prepared, prepared beforehand for us to do, that is, good works, that means also proclaiming the message of the gospel. Amen? And so the first thing we want to see is that souls be saved, that there would be mature believers as well. And so we think about the world outside the the church family, not just the walls of the church, but the body of Christ, those who are still lost. But it also involves the church, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so not only do we want to reach those who don't know Christ with the gospel, we want to build up and encourage those who do know Christ. Because I'm not just left on my own little island. It's not just about me. It's about my brothers and sisters in Christ. Right? And I tell you, every one of us needs encouragement. Every last one of us. Whether a hug, a handshake, we need it. And praise the Lord, we here are able to join publicly to praise the Lord and to encourage one another. Tell your brother and sister in Christ that you love them. Maybe you should turn to them. Turn to somebody here and say, hey, I love you and I'm praying for you. Because I love all of you and I'm praying for you. Hey, have you done it? Maybe there are two rows back, you know? We're just kind of scattered out here. We're not social distancing, but, you know, we're at, at a distance. Times, I love every last one of you, and I pray for you. That God will encourage you and give you the strength for whatever He has in store for us in the days to come. Even if you're visitors. Maybe I don't remember your name but we care for you. But we want to see saved souls. We want to see mature believers. And so it's not just giving them an encouraging word, but we're praying that they would grow in the Lord and that they would walk in the Spirit. Um, that they would grow in Him. And as we grow in Him, that we would learn not to be anxious for anything. Look at Philippians 4.6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And and even if we're going through struggles like Romans 12, 12, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer. So we're devoted to prayer, but as we're devoted to prayer, we can walk boldly. So we want mature believers, so first goal, we want to see saved souls Second, we want to see believers mature and believers to you know, be faithful in their prayers, for believers to be walking boldly. And yes, it starts with me, and hopefully it, it, it's a ripple effect, and it affects other believers to walk boldly. And look at Paul, he's saying, you know, pray for me that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. That we would, as we walk boldly, proclaim the gospel. Boldly proclaim the gospel. And with these things in mind, it's not just about our community and our little family here. It's about our brothers and sisters being persecuted overseas. And as we see them persecuted, that we would pray for them. And as we pray for them, that we would not take our freedom for granted, thinking, oh I can talk to my neighbor here in a couple of weeks or a couple of years. Don't take it for granted. We don't know what crazy stuff's going to happen in 2022, right? Or the rest of this year. And maybe 21's been okay for you, but man, it's just been, you know, even on a personal level, been crazy for me and my family as there's been several surgeries But praise the Lord, God's providing in everything. And I've taken a lot of time, more than I I plan to, all for God's glory. It's a goal. That should be a reality, and that should be how we live. All that we do, even whatever we eat or drink, do as unto the Lord for His glory. And if we go back to Romans chapter 8, the outworking of someone living in the Spirit are people willing to be as sheep being led to the slaughter for the glory of God. Scary? But who can separate us from the love of God? Absolutely nothing. And who can separate those who may be brutalized in the weeks and the years to come in Afghanistan? Nothing can separate them from the love of God, and yet they may suffer greatly. But we have to understand it has to begin with the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. When we press on, you know, I had a little illustration here that I overlooked. In my notes about uh, Sidney McLaughlin. I can't talk. (laughs) The the, the hurdler who actually gave glory to the Lord. That's why I'm using her as an example. Didn't quite look like she was going to make it, you know, win the gold medal. But, you know, the final last hundred yards or meters or whatever they use over there. She didn't slow down, she excelled. Her kick became stronger, her reach became stronger, the hurdles did not slow her down, she pressed on. And so the challenge here is that we, like Paul, in everything, would press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus that we would focus on the goal even though there's chaos in this world. And the focus has to be on the Lord Jesus. If we do not have a relationship, if we are not walking with Him hand in hand, that means if we are not spending time in the Word, if we're not spending time in prayer, if we're not spending time with Him, how are we going to walk with Him? It's pretty easy in a large crowd, you know, you take your kid out there, if you let go of their hand, to be separated very fast. Do not let go of the hand of your Savior. Cling to Christ in this chaotic world. And so it begins with the relationship. We cannot give Him glory in things if we're doing our own stuff. We cannot bring Him glory if it's all about me and not about him. If it's all about my direction and not about walking hand in hand with him. But everything's about his glory. And everything in the passages I had for you here, if you go back to look, look at Romans chapter 8, you look at those passages, it's not about the temporal, it's not about the physical, it's about the eternal. And so if we have our eyes on him, then we have our eyes on the reality that whatever happens now only matters in the sense that God is glorified, souls are saved, and His children, our brothers and sisters, are strengthened. And there's much more than that. But I do want to encourage you, as much as we love our children, our nieces and nephews, or those around us, Hopefully we love them, right? But as much as we love that which uh, draws our heartstrings the most, God loves us far more, and we are never separated from the love of Christ. And He may bless us; we may have many good years, but do not lose sight of the reality that this life is fleeting, and do not turn to do things your own way because it looks like it's okay now. And if it gets worse, remember, we're going to finish this strong by walking hand in hand or running hand in hand with the Lord Jesus. Uh, Last night at the concert with Skillet, uh, Lions, the song Lions, I encourage you to read the, the words to that, points out the reality. Hey, we don't fear what the world fears. We have a crucified and risen Savior. And He has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your mercy and Your grace towards us, Your patience with us. And we give You the glory for all that You have blessed us with. We pray that we would give You the glory in all that we do, and all that we think, and all that we say. Give us the ability to see those That we need to reach out to that many, many souls would.